Joe Mixon and Odell Beckham are alive. The Cowboys are amazing for fantasy. The Bears haven't allowed a passing touchdown yet all season. And Josh Allen is on a serious run. Hello, everybody. Antonio here with you and with Keenan and Eric. Welcome into the Dynasty Mafia podcast. How are you, uh, fellas? What's going on? Happy Thursday. Doing great. Bills are doing great. About to win a Super Bowl. Can't get any better over here. This is the year the Bills will win a damn Super Bowl, guys. This is a year. With all with everything going on, they'll get they'll get lucky enough, and we won't be able to attend the Super Bowl, guys. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that run in a second here. Uh, but yeah, undefeated teams, six undefeated teams left: uh, Seattle, Green Bay, the Bills, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, and Kansas City. Uh, even though Tennessee and Pittsburgh, we're going to play each other. So really there should only be five undefeated teams left. Uh, but as we know, that game was uh, postponed to week seven from last week. Tennessee had a couple players test positive for COVID again uh, yesterday. So very, that game between them and the Bills uh, for week five might be in jeopardy. We're going to address that a little bit later. Uh, but man, week, week five's here already, fellas. How, how are you feeling about that? Where's the, I, I I had no idea it was week five until I looked at uh looked at my uh records and all my teams and I was three and one in most of my leagues, so I was pretty happy. Yeah, I got I'm, I'm here with you. Yeah it's flying by unfortunately, but I'm I'm liking my team so far. I mean I got a few that I need to put a little work into, but it's been it's been a challenging year. I, I feel like every time I make a trade, one of my players goes down. I mean, me and Tony yeah. made a trade last week. I got Kareem Hunt in the deal to uh, line up with uh, uh, Nick Chubb, and I was going to go with the two Cleveland backs as my two running backs, and now I'm back to uh, one running back. So, but um, yeah, the injuries are rough this year. But uh, we'll see. We're getting through them. Yeah, Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler, the big big announcements for injuries this week. Uh, going downhill. Nick Chubb's going to be out about six weeks with an MCL injury. Austin Eckler, uh, he's going to be out for some extended time. Uh, it sounds like at least four weeks. Did they put him on the IR? I know they're going to, so that'll be at least three games. Why? Why didn't they though? Why haven't they? Uh, I believe they have. They're probably as of uh, as of today. I just haven't uh, double checked. But I'm sure I'm sure they're both uh, on IR. Chubb is, is on IR for sure. I didn't hear anything about Eckler. That's why I'm wondering if. They're thinking he's going to be back before three weeks. Oh, could be. I mean, uh, Justin Jackson and Josh Kelly are going to be I think Eckler might be out for a while. I'll double check that, but he's – think... Yeah, yeah we'll, think... we'll take a look there. Uh, but, yeah, so four weeks in already. Uh, Russell Wilson's your quarterback one on pace to beat Peyton Manning's passing touchdown record. He's on current pace for 64 touchdowns. I'm sure that uh, that will come down just a little bit. Uh, Peyton Manning's record's 55. Stephon Diggs and DK Metcalf lead the league in receiving yards with 403. Delvin Cook leads the league in rushing yards. And Robert Tanyan is your number one tight end. So Man, who would have saw that two weeks coming, Robert Tanyan? Update, update on Eckler. Yeah. Uh, it was a uh, he suffered a grade two hamstring strain, and he's expected to miss four to six weeks. Yeah, and he's also seeking a second opinion on injury on his injury as well as recovery time. That's why. Oh, did I forget to mention it was a hamstring? I'm sorry. Yeah, I, the hamstring, like, but um, I, I knew it was at least four weeks. 
Yeah, and that's why they didn't put him on the IRS because he's he's getting that second opinion. Yeah, so once they – I'm sure once they determine that it's more than three weeks, he'll go right on the IR. Uh, Josh Kelly and Justin Jackson will be filling in the role. Josh Kelly did have a fumble, but it, it was due to a, a handoff. So I don't know how much of an impact that would be. And Justin Jackson's coming back from being injured. Uh, which one do you like better, uh, Eric? Uh, so this one's tough because, I mean, obviously before Austin Eckler went down, it, it was all Josh Kelly that was getting the carries, you know, beside him. So, I mean, I'm going to talk about this later because Josh Kelly is, spoiler alert, going to be one of my cells. So, I don't know. I, th- I think I'm going to rather go with, with Jackson on this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with Kelly just because, I mean, before before the whole Eckler injury and before this past week, we were nervous that Kelly was going to start taking reps away from Eckler. And clearly they do that. Clearly the Chargers do like him. So, I, I mean, I'd rather have Kelly just because of that. I mean, he did skip Jackson at a depth chart for a reason. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, uh, yeah, Eric, like, like we mentioned before, you know, J- Jackson being injured that, uh, that helped Kelly get a lot of those carries, uh, like you were saying, but, um, I agree yeah. with you. I think, I think that Kelly, uh, I think that Kelly coming back, or I'm sorry, Jackson coming back, Kelly will still have that, that role at least, uh, for right now. And it might be his job to lose. Um, and like you mentioned, you know, we have our buy ourselves later. Uh, today's going to be a great episode. We do have those coming b- later. We have our, our stress and impress. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some things that we've seen, uh, some players we should drop, obviously go through some waiver wonders um, and maybe hit up a few trades. Uh, but while, uh, while we're going through that, make sure that you're following us on Twitter at dynasty mafia underscore FF. Make sure you're following uh, myself at Antonio Denisi FF. You can follow Eric at Eric D underscore FF and Keenan at Keenan underscore seven one six. Make sure to also check us out on YouTube and uh, subscribe to us there as well. If you're getting sick of listening to us in your ears, you can check us out with your eyes. Let's move on, though, uh, to the stats I was talking about with this run of Josh Allen. It's uh, kind of impeccable, especially with all of the, I guess, polarizing positions that uh, people have had for Josh Allen for the offseason and especially now that he's really doing well but the first five games in 2019 he had eight total touchdowns five passing three rushing and nine turnovers seven picks and two fumbles since then not including the playoff game against Houston so since then he's had 15 games he has got 36 total touchdowns 27 through the air nine on the ground and only eight turnovers, three interceptions, and five fumbles. So in, in that first five games, he had more turnovers than touchdowns, and since then he's got less turnovers than he had that, uh, before and four and a half more total touchdowns. It's, it's kind of crazy uh, what he's been doing, and um, I'm hoping he can keep it up for fantasy's sake, especially with everybody around him. But uh, like, like we mentioned in the beginning, the Bills are doing something special, and uh, hopefully it can uh, keep up. Another thing we want to talk about here. Did you know four teams have two wide receivers in the top 19 in PPR? Can you guys guess who those four teams might be? Dallas Cowboys are one of them. Dallas Cowboys are one of them. I mean, they've been playing behind Seahawks last season. Uh, The Seahawks are up there. 
Well, since um, I'm looking at our cheat sheet here, I'll just I'll just say Minnesota is another one, and, and I'm, I'm surprised you're pretty happy with that, Antonio. With uh, with your boy Jefferson actually coming coming to life there last couple weeks, huh? Yeah, Justin Jefferson. Uh, I talked about him last week. Um, we're gonna hear a little bit more about him later. Uh, it's yeah, great. Two two straight hundred yard games. Uh, he had four catches, and you know all four of those catches were over twenty yards. Each of them, none of them, none of them under twenty yards. Uh, and and he played in the slot a lot of times. So we're seeing what he can do all over the field. I mean, I talked about that. We talked about that in the offseason, that he can kind of be everywhere on the field. And it's nice to see Minnesota finally doing that. Uh, but, yeah, he's wide receiver 19 right now. Uh, your boy Adam Thielenkeen is number six. So, uh, like you mentioned, Minnesota, Dallas, and Seattle. Did we guess a fourth yet? Uh, you said you looked at the cheat sheet. So I guess might as well. Yeah, the Rams are their fourth team. Uh, so, the Rams have uh, Cooper and Robert Woods. Seattle's got – Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, who are second and eight, respectively. Uh, and then Dallas has Cooper and C.D. Lamb, not Michael Gallup. Even though Michael Gallup is 31st, uh, he is kind of getting the shaft here. We talked about in the beginning of the show how Dallas's offense has been. Uh, it, it's impeccable. Three, three wide receivers in the top 31. Dak is second uh, for quarterback. Zeke has 23 catches. Uh, and he is fourth in the league in points. So they're really just creating an amazing offense. That defense is not what I expected. I want to apologize to everybody publicly. Don't apologize to everyone. Apologize I, to the Dallas Cowboys. I, I, you know, I'm just, I am so sorry that I didn't expect that Dak would be on an amazing pace to throw for over. 700 yards or 700 attempts over 6,000 yards uh, and over, you know, 50 touchdowns. I, I didn't That's see right. that coming. Keep well, apologizing. I, I didn't see his 47, right. 57, 58 let me, let me attempt games you, happening. Let me defend you uh, a little bit. I'll, I mean, I just – I'm sorry. That's all I got to say. I I am dumb for not realizing that he was going to be on this amazing record-setting pace because their defense – well, I was just going to mention so that. Oh, bad. Antonio. And they only won one game because of an onside kick that <laughs> the team didn't even want to look at, the f- football. Can I get in? Can I get a word in? Or, or you want to keep sorry. going? I'm sorry. I, I was thinking about it all day. He's yeah. upset. I know. I, I see that. But, I mean, did you know that Dallas's defense is on pace for one of the worst four-game four stretch in franchise history? It should be NFL history. I'm I'm just looking at their at their um at their team history. I, I haven't looked at the NFL history. That's how bad it is. And and let's be honest, we did not think that the Dallas Cowboys would be down three scores in three straight games where Dak had to throw the ball every single play. And that's the only reason. That's the only reason this offense is throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game is because they're down. They're playing. They're they're playing garbage time for pretty much half the game. And that's why Dak Prescott's a great fantasy football fantasy uh, quarterback is because he plays a lot of garbage time, not just this year, but his whole career is, uh, it seems like the Cowboys are trying to catch up to the, to the other team. So, I mean, I don't think you have to apologize. No one saw that. No one saw this defense being this bad. Yeah. I mean, my reasoning, some people saw Dak being that great though. But that's the thing. But that's the thing I was gonna say. Like he had his well, I mean he has three three rushing touchdowns, which is what saved him. 
But, I mean, he wasn't throwing many. He only had five touchdowns in the first three games. And, uh, you know, the last two games he's been able to throw six. So that puts him up there, makes him look better. Um, but, I mean, they're gonna, that's, it's what the offense is going to be all season. You never know who's going to – you never know who it's going to be between C.D. Lamb, Schultz, and, and Gallup getting all of those points. But it's going to be one of them every week, if not a third person, that's going to be benefiting getting you, you know, close to 15 points a week in PPR. But that, and that's just how they're going to be. Zeke's, like I said, Zeke's already got 23 catches. He, he's going to get, uh, he's probably not going to get 80 like he's on pace for, but I mean, he could see 70 catches now. It's, and, and that's going to keep him up there as an extremely valuable uh, running back, top two. That's why, that's why before we got on the air, I, I traded him like a Gallup, Gallup too. It's just too, it's too frustrating for me to even, to even think about starting Michael Gallup at this point. He's hit or miss. Yeah. He is hit or miss. And he, he got, he's actually got, he was uh, on the field for the most snaps uh, last week. And well, I mean, you know what it is for them is. Decoy at this point. Exactly. It, he's a decoy. Well, and not even a decoy. It's just that, that offense is so fast paced now. And, and Dak gets the ball so quick sometimes that, you know, he has Amari, he has Dalton Schultz, he has CeeDee Lamb. And if you're looking downfield for Michael Gallup, downfield's one of your last reads. And if, or if he's not open right in the beginning, it's not happening. And <laughs> that's why he has so many other players to throw to. And that's, that's why I think, uh, uh, you know, like this week, I think it's a good week for Gallup. But Are you going to start him in the league I trade them to? I am actually going to start him, yeah. Interesting. I'll have to keep an eye on that. Yeah, but that's – I mean, again, that's more team-dependent too. I mean, we have – that's a deeper lineup. Uh, what is it, three three wide receivers and two flexes? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if it wasn't that deep, I probably wouldn't. Uh, but they're playing the Giants, and I think he's got a great chance to to, to go deep on them. Uh, yeah. Speaking of, of the, the Cowboys, Amari leads the league with 51 targets. And when we were just talking about, you know, Dak's pass attempts, that's only 25% of the team's target share. Dak's got 201 attempts right now, uh, but he's seeing 14, 9, 12, and 16 geez, att- uh, uh, targets. Amari is someone that um, I don't think anybody thought would be going as a top two, finishing as a top two, top three wide receiver, but uh, that's, that's how things are looking right now for Amari. Um, and everything we're doing right now is talking PPR, but uh, you know, he's number two behind DeAndre by just over two points. Eric, do you, still, do you still see the Cowboys getting rid of uh, Mari Cooper in two years and having Gallup and Lamb as their one-two punch? Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. I mean, especially after they're – I mean, assuming they pay Dak, I mean, it's going to be tough because, you know, you're going to have to pay Gallup as well. You know, you have CD in there who you're going to have to pay eventually down the road. I mean, well, you're saying they have to pay Gallup. Are they going to pay Gallup now? I mean, I was agreeing with you all offseason. Now I'm seeing this. It's not what I was expecting with Amari getting all these targets. Gallup is still a very talented wide receiver. There's just too much to go around, and he's not getting that. You know what would be smart? If they get, if they get he's, still, he's, a great, he's a great wide receiver, too, for your football team. So if you get rid of Amari and you still got CD as your one and Gallup as your two for a much cheaper price – and you know, that way you have enough money to pay your quarterback. I, I could definitely see that happening. It'd be smart if – And uh, they need to invest in their defense. That's what I was going to say just now. It'd be not smart if they traded Gallup for a defensive player at this point. Well, don't forget they've had injuries. Um, you know, Van Der Esch is going to be coming back. Uh, Lee got injured again, the defensive line. What would you say? 
injured all the time, it seems like. It. Well, oh, yeah. Sean Lee's, Sean Lee's always injured. But uh, Van Der Esch and um, uh, Jalen coming back is going to be um, – Jalen Smith coming back is going to be big for them. It's just – yeah, they got to they gotta stay healthy. Um, but I think even if Dak's attempts come down, which – I mean, right now I, I can't tell you they're going to come under 40 a game from what they're doing. So with that being said, Amari's going to see double-digit targets every game at least. So I think that he's going to continue what he's doing. I think he's for real and he's legit. And if you can find someone that's trying to sell him, obviously they're going to sell a little high. But if you could still get him for less than a top five wide receiver price, I'd go for it. The schedule, I mean, I'm not saying it's easy, but it, it does does get a little easier. They played the Giants and in Washington twice in the next – they played Washington twice in the next six weeks and the Giants once. And then they play Philly and Pittsburgh. So, I mean, it gets a little easier, I guess. They, they're not going to play mean, high-powered I, off. I don't know if any game is a bad game for them. I mean, they're putting, they're putting up over 40 points a game. <laughs> um, I'm so glad I didn't play anyone with Dak this past week because I would have been so mad. Was it 60-some points he got in, in a league? Yeah, I played in too many with Russell Wilson Lockett's Dak. So, I was kind of dealing with some pain, but. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm glad I wasn't dealing with uh, with Dak. So, do you know who leads the Bucks in receiving yards right now? It's not Michael Miller. It's not. It's not Godwin. That is Scotty Miller. Definitely not Godwin. Scotty Miller right now leading the Bucks in receiving yards. I mean, we talked about making sure to pick him up last week after his 83 yard performance. I mean. Uh, would you think anything different? Tom Brady does like his little slot wide receivers. I mean, he's had Wes Welker and Edelman, and and he's had Deion Branch back in the day. He's he's loved those slot wide receivers, and looks like Scotty Miller's fitting in in that in that category as well. Yeah, he, he's at well, he, at least for right now with Godwin being out. Well, I mean, Miller was still doing well, as Eric pointed out when Godwin was in last week, um, but. Yeah, he, he's doing he's doing well and, and poised to have another big game. They already mentioned yesterday Goblin would not be playing this week. Uh, I hope you guys picked him up when we were talking about it, but do you have anything to add there on Scotty Miller, Eric? Yeah, he's – you know, don't expect him to be leading this team in receiving yards, you know, in a few weeks. You know, Mike Evans had that game where – well, the first game he was injured to begin with. You know, he was, he was a game-time decision there and then – the other game, he had, what, two catches for two yards and two touchdowns. So that's, you know, kind of out of the norm there. And it's going to shift more in Evans' way. And then once Godwin's back, he's going to be taking a lot away from him. Um, but he's still going to be, you know, a good a good flex option during the bye weeks, I think. He saved me in the guillotine league. Oh, did he? <laughs> I, I had a bunch of uh, injuries slash COVID uh, issues with Pittsburgh and uh, Tennessee last week. And I got him. I picked picked up Scotty Miller. Um, he was just sitting there. I'm like, well, we'll see what happens, because I didn't know if he was even going to play with his injury, because he was injured as well. Right. He ended up he ended up getting a touchdown. So he's, he he helped me there. Yeah, he's still questionable too. But um, yeah, I think I think we know him and Evans are both going to be playing. And yeah, the five catch, uh, another 83 yards and a touchdown. That was a good week. Uh, we talked about Robert Tanyan having two touchdowns two weeks ago, three touchdowns uh, on Monday. They have a bye week this week, the Lions and Packers do. Um, yes, that's right. It's time for bye weeks already. We had a bye week last week. What do you mean? 
Oh yeah, that's right. We did. Um, do you, do you think Robert Tynion's is worth holding through the bye week or is he someone that you think is, it was just a subject of the defenses and then the game script? I mean, worth picking him up if you have the room for him. The performance he put on, it's, it's, he's worth being rostered in all leagues. Um, I don't think he's going to get three touchdowns every game, uh, but clearly Far- or Favre, <laughs> Rodgers likes him. If you, if you got the roster spot, yeah, sure, I mean, but don't be afraid to drop him. Like, don't think he's yeah. some kind of magical tight end coming off the waiver wire because he's not. Know, yeah, you know, Devonta Adams is going to be healthy after their bye week and you know, potentially next week. So he almost played this week, I think. So, but I, you know, he, you know. And, and not only that, but just throughout Rogers' career, he historically has not really used the tight ends as much. So that on top of Adams coming back, you know, he's still going to have a role. You know, Lazard's injured, so he's he's still going to have a role because MVS isn't isn't really anything special. So yeah, what is going on with him? I, I picked him up in a couple of leagues, thinking that he would, you know, get get some get more passes thrown on him, and it, it, he just wasn't even looking at him. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he he always does used to talk him up, Ryan, and did talk him up again. He talked about but... off season. He said he was having a great camp. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it was either in uh in this game. I don't know if I uh I kind of got lost when we were watching that game and uh and had a second game that we could also be watching at the same time. I kind of love that, but I was flipping back and forth between the games, which is kind of what caught me so some, sometimes. Did you do that every Monday night? Side note. Uh yeah, I didn't obviously like why we had to do it, but that would be amazing if we had a doubleheader yeah. um, on Monday. I would Monday. I would almost want to move the Thursday game to two to two Monday night games. Might not be too bad, you know. I'd be stuck though for. I don't. I don't make the decisions though. I don't make the <laughs> bucks around here. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I agree with you on Tanya though. If you can hold him, hold him. Um, ride the touchdown wave while you can. But uh, yeah, when Adams com- when Adams comes back, uh, I think Lazard being out is really going to help though. So so he might be someone to keep for a little while. I, I mean, I don't want I don't want our listeners to think they have to hold on to him. I'd rather you grab a. A handcuff at running back than 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 have a tight end um, who who had a couple couple good games. Yeah, like I'd I'd still rather have Hayden Hurst, um, T.J. Hawkinson. Yeah, I mean, there's I mean, keep Noah Fant even though he's injured. I'd have him. I'd rather keep Goddard. I'd rather have him. Just I mean, he hasn't performed yet, but I picked up um, Jamal Williams, um, the backup running back for the Packers, because. With all these injuries that's been happening, and I have Aaron Jones, if Aaron Jones goes down, I re- I don't have to spend any fab on him. I already have him on my roster. So that that's my point. I'd rather have the handcuff to a running back than than some tight end that that might not that might have a couple good catch couple good games here and then and then you know not not be a factor for three more three games down down the line. Um, so and also, how about? Aaron Jones getting benched because he put sunglasses on on the sidelines for a quarter. I'm glad you mentioned that. So, and and then you know I'm watching Jamal Williams before that game started. I'm not. I'm not even. Getting, I'm not even kidding. I'm like, Chubb went down the, the the day before, and I'm like, I need to pick up. I need to pick up someone to back up, um, Jones. So I'm like, Jamal Williams, perfect. He's free agent in all leagues. And what did they do in the second quarter? 
they give him the ball. I'm like, someone's going to outbid me tomorrow, and I'm going to be so mad. But thank God, I, I, I can't thank God no one, no one thought I, I guess the bye week kind of helped too. No one thought I had. And, and I've been trying to think, I've been trying to think ahead where I'm trying to save that extra bad money by picking up players, picking up defenses, picking up kickers a week before. I'm not saying people spend a lot of bad on kickers, but some, some people do on defenses. But in this case, I was like, I don't want to spend that much fab on him. I'll just grab him for free and just put him on the roster. Well, you're, you're transitioning us perfectly over to our waiver wonders. Uh, why don't we actually move over to that and then we'll move to our drops. Uh, so we just talked about Robert Tanyan. Who, you know, like a Damian Harris, that's, that's a good point. You know, I had a Damian Harris in a few leagues before their game on Sunday. Um, Sony Michelle going on IR kind of came a little bit late. Um, but I know Rex Burkhead had a lot of buzz through the weekend. I didn't really go too much for him, but what did I tell you about that? He was going to come back down to earth. I told you about that. He had opportunities though. He had opportunities in the five. Um, they did keep using him. Um, so that was, I guess it was good to see that they kept using him, but, um, I don't know. It's just uh, like you, like you guys said last week, the Patriots being the Patriots, I, I didn't want to listen to it, but, uh, I don't know. Explain to me one thing, I guess, with, with Damian Harris. So he comes back after being injured, gets 17 carries, the highest a running back has had for New England all season, and he gets the goal line work, and he gets over 100 yards. He got 100 yards. And they were, yeah, 100 on the dot. And they were playing Kansas City, and they were down. I, I don't know. I just I, To me, again, I think that looks like Damian is going to be the running back for them moving forward, even when Sony comes back. They really like this guy. I don't know. It just did not look like the New England Patriots out there to me watching a game. Well, exactly. It didn't. It I mean, like, Brian Hoyer looked horrible. I mean, I mean, did Stidham look any better? Absolutely I mean, not. That, that, not. I mean, Edelman, Edelman throw where it went through his hands and um, the guy ran it back for a touchdown. That wasn't Stidham's fault, but the second one where he was trying to make a play downfield was definitely his fault. But um, I don't know if – I mean, I think it's worth having him on your roster until Cam is back. But once Cam is back, do you think he's their leading rusher again? I, I do. And where, where then Damian Williams kind of – or Damian Williams. Uh, Damian Harris kind of gets, gets thrown into a – not just a three-running back uh, backfield, but also a running quarterback. I mean, he, I mean he's not going to get the passing work, Damian Harris. He definitely won't. And Cam will always take that. But even when Cam was there, Michelle had yardage. Um, so – I think that I think that Harris is still gonna is gonna be the guy that's gonna get the double digit carries. I really do. I think Michelle's chance might be over. And you got to remember too, when he's placed on uh, IR, it's three games, not three weeks, and they have a bye week in week six. So he's not gonna be coming back potentially till week eight. Michelle might be done for the year. Uh, Michelle, Michelle might be unfortunately done for the year. You're right. He might be done as a Patriot. It, it could be over with. Um, his last game as a Patriot, he would have had over 100 yards. It's kind of crazy. Uh, but that's the way of the Patriot game. And, and I just think that there is value, though, in having a Patriot running back. So if you can stash him, stash him. Um, but let's move to another guy. Is my top uh, running back for the week. Um, is Dearness Johnson? Actually, I'm sorry. My top running back is Damian Harris. My second one is Dearness Johnson, uh, running back for Cleveland, replacing Chubb. Uh, came in, wound up having 13 carries for 95 yards. Um what do you think about Dearness Johnson, Eric? Uh, is he one of your top waiver ads? Do you have any other running backs you're, you're targeting right now? Um, yeah, he's definitely, especially if you just lost Chubb. Uh, I don't think 
he's gonna have you know he's he's not gonna have the same kind of role Chubb had like it's you know Hunt's gonna have the majority there, but Ernest he, he's gonna be a low end flex play for me, you know flex option mm-hmm. if if that's what you're li- that what that's what you need. Are you sure um, that he's not gonna have the work that Chubb had? Because I mean Kareem Hunt really didn't run the ball. Well, I mean Kareem Kareem Hunt was what a few years removed from being the the league's uh, leading rusher, so I'm not really worried about that. Um, let's not ruin uh, let's not ruin my my uh, cells a little bit later. So, not to foreshadow, but I am we'll kind of foreshadow. I, I think I think that I think I don't, I don't know. I think Johnson's going to have a role too. I, I agree with you, there, Keenan. You know, I think you have a role. Listen, I'm not. I'm not confident enough. I I did pick him up in a few leagues, and I definitely spent some money on him where I lost Chubb. Um, am I confident to start him this week? Absolutely not, because I'm not. I'm not starting him and then getting a goose egg because they, you know, feature Hunt. Because um, last week could have been a fluke where, oh, Chubb got injured. Let's you know, let's just put this guy in when where on the place. Oh, that Chubb so, got. so you don't think he's going to do anything? I, I'm not saying he's not. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying it could have been a fluke last week where where the OC for, for the Browns was like, well, we're going to give him the work that Chubb would have got in the game. Well, also, Kareem Hunt was also playing hurt last week as well. Yeah. But, so that, that's well, also another reason why I think Ernest got more work than – Like now, now with a whole week to plan, with, without Chubb, they might be like, all right, Hunt, this is your backfield. And like Eric just, Eric just said a couple years ago, he was a leading rusher in the league. So, you know, the, they just plugged him in to, to finish that game plan off. Where now, coming coming into this fresh week, they he might not even he might not get more than 10, 10, 10 uh, opportunities because Hunt's going to be featured more. All right. Well, I guess you're just you're pulling me in here. Um, no, I he had thirteen carries. Johnson did five of them in the second quarter. Chubb got injured right at the end of the first quarter. He came in and he had carries. His first carry was before Kareem Hunt even had a rushing carry. Like that's it. So, I'm saying, but, I'm yes, gonna, but I see. I believe that's due to the injury because no, that's due to well, if, if you're worried about that, then they're gonna they're they're worried that he's gonna get re-injured. They're gonna keep the roles that they were before because Johnson showed he could do it. When Johnson shows he can't, that's when Kareem might get the are role. You, and I don't know if that's going to happen for a couple Are years. you comfortable to start him at, at a flex position? To this I point? would be starting Johnson as a flex. And if I really had to, I would be starting him. I would be starting him over. Uh, I probably would be putting him in my, my RB2 spot. Uh, I would be starting him over. Honestly, I probably would start him over Jonathan Taylor. Um, I would start Dearness him over. Johnson? Dearness Johnson, yeah. I would start him over Jonathan Taylor. I would wow. start him over Joshua Kelly. Um, I would probably start him over yeah. uh, Melvin Gordon. Uh, I would start okay. him over Gordon. Yeah. Wow. All right. I don't think Melvin Gordon's going to have a good week. I like I said, he had he had 13 carries for 95 yards. He's not going to play in the passing down game. That's where Kareem's going to come in. But I, I think I think you guys are also overshadowing. Kareem's work. Kareem is only doing well and looking well because of the touchdown production that he's been getting. He has five touchdowns already. That's a lot of touchdowns for a change of pace second running back on a team. He's got 13, 10, 16, and 11 carries. The reason, but the reason he's getting those touchdowns is through the passing is through the passing game. 
they're they're gonna give him the opportunity to Kareem, run. Kareem Hunt is a top five talent at the running back position in this league. Why do you think a third round pick, third round or third round, a third stringer is gonna come in and and? I don't know. Why would I think that Cleveland would want to pay him? I'm in the middle of both of you. I'm I I picked them up in 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 leagues, but I'm not gonna start them this week because the reasoning is I just don't know if he's gonna have they're gonna have a game plan for him. Because I could see, yeah, but if you I don't could, need to start him, that's I could, different. I could see him getting twenty. I do have to start him. I I had him or the running back for um, Miami, uh, Gaskin. Gaskin, yeah. Now, now I'm going to start Gaskin because he's been. I know what he's going to get. Um, my my thing is, I could I could see I could see Johnson getting 13, 13 to twenty carries and ha- and a touchdown and having a great fantasy game. But I could also see him having five carries and not being part of the game because they they give the work to Hunt. But why wouldn't let me explain? Let me let me or not explain. Let me ask you why when Chubb gets injured is the first person that goes in the game Johnson and not Hunt because they're they're they had Hunt on a snap count. I'm telling you, it's a game plan. They had. They just plugged him in where Chubb would have got where Chubb would have got the carries. I don't know. They were he still, still de- they were carries. still debating. He had eleven carries in the second half. He had ten it, carries in the second half. They were still debating the day before if Hunt was even going to play. Yes, but that's not a snap count. They gave him ten carries in the second half, and they still give Johnson eight. Listen, Hunt but, but, but Hunt had no catches, oh, and OBJ got the ball. I, it's going to be interesting. I just I thought I just don't I just, see how Kareem Hunt's not featured in this offense. I don't either. But I also don't know why Kareem Hunt got signed for a couple more years in Cleveland and stayed there. I don't know why he didn't go somewhere else. I think he might also like where he is and what Stefanski does with them. Or I don't think likes, Kareem's sitting here saying, give me the ball 20 times a game. Or he likes being in a smaller city like Cleveland and so he can stay out of trouble. Hey, Kansas City wasn't a big city, and he found himself trouble. But, you know. True. Um, <laughs> he wasn't so in Kansas Now that we blew up part of my cells, which we'll talk about in a little bit, um, still, still talking about the waiver here. Justin Jackson, Josh Kelly, we talked a little bit about them. Um, just double-check your waiver wire. Make sure T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk, Brandon leaping over defenders like crazy. Had a second – had another rushing touchdown this week. That's uh, two weeks in a row. Debo Samuel's coming back. That might help him. Uh, Greg Ward, even with Alshon Jeffrey coming back. Well, and make sure Alshon Jeffrey's not on your waivers. Uh, you know, Wentz seems to like Greg Ward and uh, – Goddard's out a little bit longer. Make sure if Jalen Rager's on your waiver wire, please stash him. He's going to be doing some great things when he comes back. Uh, I think it's after week eight. Um, any other waivers you guys can think of right now? Uh, Eric oh, Ebron? Jeffrey. Uh, um, for Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, I was just mentioning – I mentioned Alshon Jeffrey. If he, yeah, if he is out there on your waiver I wire, do that. Just because – well, who does who do the Eagles have right now? So that's right. I picked him up for free, so he should he should be out on some. some I way. think if um I think if you had Robert Tanya and he's on your buy this week, and you could check your waiver wire, make sure you know someone like Eric Ebron, Moeli Cox, um even Logan Thomas for Washington might be there. Uh, those are some fillers I maybe would do for him or even for Hawkinson. Um, all right, that'll cover I think our waivers segment right our waiver wonders should be done there um i want to move to talk about some players that might be in the conversation though of, of getting dropped uh been a rough start for them but let me I, I, let's just talk it talk it through so mark ingram has had a very very rough 
rough season to start. I mean, I think we kind of expected it uh, because we knew that they still had Gus Edwards. We knew that they they brought in J.K. Dobbins and then obviously Lamar Jackson. And Mark Ingram relied a lot of touchdowns, had a lot of high touchdowns last year. Uh, but he, he's only had one game more than 10 carries, has only five targets total. Is it ready to drop Mark Ingram? Is it time? I mean, two touchdowns total, which we're all short. Uh, I just, I don't know. What's it, what do you do with Mark Ingram? Are you ready to drop him? It was it was time to drop him um, two weeks ago. Yeah, but you drafted him in probably like the fifth, sixth round. It, it's so tough to let let someone go that early. It is it is it is tough, but I mean, there's players that are producing like like a, like a Scotty Miller is probably still on waivers. Would you rather have uh, Scotty Miller on your bench or, or, or Ingram right now on your bench? I know, I f- I know yeah, two- I feel like you have to grab Scotty Miller, even though it's for a few games, because yeah. nothing's getting better from Ingram. This was last year, too. Ingram, Ingram didn't have many games where he had, uh, you know, more than 12 to 13 carries. Yeah, don't get – I mean, don't get caught up just because you drafted a player and where you drafted them. If they're not producing, especially now we're going to week five, and it's – and it's almost a you know the final stretch before the playoffs. I know it's only week five, but think about it. Playoffs start what week twelve? So we're seven weeks away from the playoffs only already. What well, playoffs you're in? What when Four, the play- fourteen? <laughs> yeah, we got some time. We got about ten games, nine right, but games still, left. But still, but still, it's it's still it's still like you're 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 at that stretch where you start, right. to start putting players that are producing on your bench just because of injuries, especially this, this year, there's going to be, there's so many injuries where, I mean, if Ingram's getting 10 carries a game and getting 15 yards, that's like Ingram is playing the Frank Gore role of last year until they are, until they release Dobbins. That's literally what he's doing. Yeah. I, I think it's ready to drop Ingram too. And I think I think it is. And if you need if you need running backs, like you're desperate for running backs, I think you got to hold them. But yeah, if you yeah, I don't know what you're trading him for, so I probably would drop him. But you know, J.K. Dobbins is is one of the running backs that's behind him, and uh, Acres and Swift are a couple other rookie running backs that haven't really been able to do much. Are you guys dropping either one of those either? Antonio, let's take a step back though. I just want to mention something on Dobbins. Um, yeah. It's time it, – it's going to be it, – I don't know when the Ravens are going to do it, but it's going to be sooner or later. They're going to release a Dobbins, and he's going to be their number one. He's already, I mean, putting up some crazy numbers. He's first in yards per carry, minimum 10 carries in the league. He's sixth in yards per catch, minimum five, five receptions. Fourth in targets per – fourth in yards per target, minimum five. And he has a 100% catch percentage. He has two touchdowns on 15 total touches. That's 13.3 touchdowns rate per touch. I mean, we we talked about like players like Jordan Howard, how they had great you know, great impacts on teams like when he was when 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 he was on the Eagles, and it seemed like it, it they they kind of like they waited for Jordan Howard. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Like they waited too long to like give jo- Jordan Howard the the respect that he deserved around the league, and I mean in the offseason we talked about it how you know Howard didn't get the respect and we thought he would have more of an impact in Miami, which is, which is not. But now when it comes to Dobbins, he's having this impact and it's time to move on from Ingram and just give it, give the ball to Dobbins and let him be RB1. 
It is, yeah. He led led the team in uh, in running back snaps last week too. Uh, I think his time might be coming. He's just not getting the carries just yet. But uh, yeah, once he does, I'm sure good things will happen. I don't know why I brought up Howard in the conversation. I just thought of him. It, he just just reminded me. Of- I, it's you know why they have Ingram there. They pay him the money, and you know he's he's just looking good when they have him. But they just rotate too much, so it's rough, but uh, other ro- other teams that rotate, uh, the Rams we're looking at, Akers has still been injured. Are you dropping Akers or are you holding him? Not a chance. You're going to hold him? Hold him. I think, about- I, think, I think you agree on this too. I think you you mentioned it before he got injured, they had that rib injury. I think you said that he, it seemed like he was ready to take on that starting role before he got injured. Yeah, I think I think he, he really was, and I even liked what I saw from Henderson. Henderson had a big bus week this week, and, and Brown. Malcolm Brown is Malcolm Brown. Yeah. <laughs> so I think if you could buy low on him, do that. Um, how about DeAndre Swift? Is it just me, or do like rookie running backs start to have a more of an impact when it comes to fantasy in the second half of the season? Yeah, I mean, well, especially the guys like this that get drafted into timeshares. It's it's either they get supplanted, like Damian Harris did last year, or they come out on top and they show everybody, you know, they get the opportunity and they do well. Um, or it's through injury, like we've also seen happening. Um, so did you say you're going to hold Swift or drop him? I think any rookie running back, I think you're holding. I don't think Swift is a drop candidate, not, at least not in my, my opinion. I mean, especially in PPR leagues, he's had double-digit points in three games. Um, so, I mean, he's getting a lot of passing work when he does, but he also didn't have much of any work at all last week. Well, last that, week that he had double-digit fantasy points still. So, I mean, it it worked week out. Three, I'm sorry, week three. Yeah, yeah, week three was his his one bad week, but I mean they they're showing they want to use him. He dropped a he dropped a touchdown pass what week one, and yet the next game they're still going back to him in the passing game. It's not like they're you know, shutting him out at all. They they want to use him, and I think down the stretch he's going to get even more work. I think that cat. I think yeah. that drop had a lot, a big impact on him. I really do. Yeah, I, I feel like Patricia's like an old school coach where he's like, oh, you got to earn it. You got to earn your, earn your. Yeah, he's uh, gonna he's gonna make him earn it. Yeah, yeah so. and he'll he'll earn it. I'll learn it eventually. So if you yeah, if you can afford to hold him, hold him. If you can't, um, and you're struggling and you need a deeper bench spot for um, another player that is producing more or gives you opportunity to start, I can understand that. I just don't know who on the waiver wire you would pick up. Who, who would you drop for him? Like, I don't know. I mean, unless you like absolutely well, need a wide well, receiver specifically, because I mean, I would be playing. Swift in my flex. Well, what if I got Ben Roethlisberger and Deontay Johnson too, or James Conner and Ben Roethlisberger, and I got to get another running back? You know, maybe I had uh, Nick Chubb and James Conner. Now I don't have either running back this week. My one subs David Montgomery, and and then I got uh, DeAndre Swift, my fourth running back. I need another running back, right? So, I mean, you unfortunately might have to go as low as, hopefully not Jordan Wilkins. Um. Yeah, so you're saying if you had those two guys left, you would drop Swift for Jordan Wilkins? If you need a second running back to play, I don't want to. I'd probably try to make a trade, like a package deal, get rid of Swift. But here's here's my thing. I mean, Swift's not playing this week, so I mean, or you could just take the L. But at the same point, I mean, Adrian Peterson, he's a 35 year old back. Do we trust him to one stay healthy and two to continue to be the work 
the workhorse there. Let me hold on. Let me answer that question. I mean, obviously waivers ran through. I mean, so I would, ho- I would have hoped he tried to get Josh Kelly. I would have hoped he tried to get Justin Jackson. Um, you know, try to even try to get somebody that's uh, that we've been talking about here. I would have hoped you did that. If not, you got to make some trades. Because yeah, I wouldn't want to just drop Acres right to the to the curb either. But or if I have to get some wins, I have to get some wins. Or Swift. I'm sorry, Swift. Yeah, because I mean, he. You know, Adrian Peterson is their number one running back right now, but he's also 35 years old. But this past week, I mean, it was it was a pretty lopsided game, high-scoring game against um, the Saints. Swift saw 23 snaps and Peterson tallied 27 snaps. So I feel like Swift is closing the gap there a little bit, and I feel like Swift can do a little bit more than Peterson can at, at Peterson's age right now. Yeah, this buy could be a really important thing, and, and it, they could come right around and start using Swift. So, um, yeah, I, I, let's hold him or trade him. If yeah. someone drops him, he's going to be my number one priority. I'm yeah. spending everything I can to get him. Yeah, and, and like I said, I'm sure it's a rare instance where you're running into that problem with needing to drop him, but I just gave you a good example where I'm in that situation exactly right now. I'm not dropping Swift, but I, I'm, I, well, I'm happy to be – I'm 3-1 and one in that league, but, I mean – if I was one in three, I would understand needing to figure out something else what to do with it. I think I think Swift is a buy low candidate at this point. Yeah, all the rookies, like you said. Um, all right, tight T.Y. Hilton, we dropping him? I mean, back to if Scotty Miller's on the on the waiver wire, who would you rather have? I don't I don't want anything to do with T.Y. Hilton. Three catches yeah, in the I'd last three games. Scotty Miller. Yeah. I, I would actually just drop him. I'd take Anthony Miller. Yeah. Uh, I, Preston Williams. I, I would take Jarvis Landry. Absolutely. Um, I take AJ Green, even though my next question: Would you drop AJ Green? <laughs> yes. Would you? Who would you rather have again? I'll use Scotty Miller as an example again. No, I, I, I am not dropping AJ Green. Um, I know that the target share with with T Higgins is getting better, but um, I think and last week, boy. last week I just think I think maybe he's just not healthy right now, and he needs to get back to being healthy. When's he going to get healthy, Antonio? He had a, he had a whole year to get healthy. He'll get healthy, but he you can't drop him because the targets that he's getting on a team that's throwing the ball a lot. Again, someone that you maybe should trade. Who's trading? Who's trading for AJ Green at this point? You and could what, package him. He could be a throw-in for somebody else. And what are you possibly getting for him, Eric? Do you want AJ Green? If you're packaging him, Eric, do you want AJ Green? I got him in a league or two. <sighs> I'm just not him. not dropping AJ Green yet. I am keeping him on my back. I wouldn't. I wouldn't drop him. I'd hold him. The talent that he I'm not has. trading for him, and I'm not trying to trade him away. I mean, I'd, I'd at least wait. If you really want to trade him, wait and hope he has a blow up game. Talk to me uh, in two more weeks if he sucks. Two more weeks. Hold on. Let me. I'm gonna pull up the waiver wire right now. Yeah, I'll go look right now. At wide receivers in the waiver. Would you hit? Henry Ruggs is a is a free agent in this league. You, would you rather have him or or AJ Green? I'd still rather have Green right now. Isn't Ruggs injured? No, he's uh he probably he may be coming back, but no, I'd still rather have Ruggs. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, I'd still rather have AJ Green. I'd rather have Ruggs. I mean, I, I'm looking at the way. Isaiah, I mean, you got Isaiah Ford. I'm seeing him more league. Demir Bird for New England. I'd still rather have. Yeah, besides AJ Ruggs, Green. I don't think I'd ra- I. I mean, I'd rather have AJ Green besides. From anyone, Nelson Aguilar. I mean, if he ends up being the number one, maybe Tim Patrick. You know what? Tim Patrick. I would rather take Tim Patrick, maybe, 
than AJ Green. He he seems like he's getting um, a good amount of work. We play for the same team. No, he's in Denver. Oh, Denver, Patrick. He's been there for a few years. Um, but Green Green's getting targets. You know, it's I, that's what I'm saying. I think like you got to keep just hasn't, it. Just hasn't. It just hasn't worked out. Targets did he have this past week? He only had five. This past week, but had, that's only I, saying he only had five. I thought he had six, but either way, five or six. I mean, I. That's the one week, though. I mean, he had weeks. He had a week where he had twelve targets, and it just yeah. But he's they were just bad targets, unfortunately. But he he hasn't played football in almost what two years. He, he's well, get, still getting in the game, you know, his his shape, and I think yeah, he turns it around. Come towards the back. I'm dropping him, and I did yeah. drop him in a couple. You're of dropping him, so Michelle. I think we all talked about we're dropping him. Yeah. Um, how about all all the New York Giants? Are you guys, you holding any of them? Yes, Slayton. You're holding. You're holding Slayton. You're. You want, I mean, you, don't you want to hold hold um, Evan Ingram? And Ingram too. Yeah. yeah I'm I mean, holding Ingram. Just had ten targets last week. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that offense will turn it around even without Barkley there. It just. It's been it's been a rough four weeks for them. It really has, but they do they do play Dallas, Washington, Philadelphia. Washington and Philadelphia in the next five weeks. So looking at their schedule right now. And those are very bad defensive teams. Well, Washington's actually like number four or five in the league against the wide receivers right now. Well, well, this is a tight end thing against oh, yeah, yeah. upcoming schedule with opponents ranking against tight ends. 26, 27, 30, 27, 30. Hmm. All right. Yeah. I'm holding Ingram. I'm holding Slate and that's, that's You're probably it. I'm looking at this this um, this Twitter account. His week by week snap count percentage this season: ninety four, ninety three, eighty five, eighty four. The first four games. So about Ingram? Yeah, yeah. He he he's like I see. He finally got brought into the offense. Um, I, I think that's. I, I don't know if that was a benefactor of Ramsey playing on the outside and they went more towards the slot with Ingram. But um, yeah, I think Ingram's gonna gonna see a lot of Ramsey. Targets. How about that brawl? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Golden Tate? Uh, of course it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't mean of course, sorry. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, Golden Tate got involved. Uh, what about Anthony Miller? Are we dropping him? Um, Not really seems to be getting much attention from Nick Foles. Wasn't getting too much, unfortunately, from Trubisky. This is your guy. I know. I remember. It's disappointing. I remember a couple years ago I traded in Anthony Miller to someone else, and Anthony Antonio texted me freaking out that I did not text him and see if he wanted Miller. You would think I was trading his firstborn. <laughs> I love I love Anthony Miller still. I, I just think a horrible quarterback play is – he loves getting touchdowns. He's good at it. Um, he's good at running some routes, but um, Darnell Mooney is not better than Anthony Miller. Um, I unfortunately have to drop him right now. My belief is is higher than my, uh, than my heart, unfortunately. Uh, Brandon Cooks, do you think this resurgence? Oh, we didn't even talk about Bob oh, getting fired. Big news and notes that oh, we. Oh man, it was so long ago, though. I know. Well, it was. I think we just we knew it was coming. It, it, it feels like it was coming. so long ago. What what ha- what happened today with all the COVID stuff? Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, Bill O'Brien got, as you all know, got released as the GM and head coach from all of his um, erroneous moves with Houston. So. I don't know. I think this is going to be a big turnaround for Houston. Uh, I'm going to hold on to Brandon Cooks for at least a week or two to see what Houston does. What say you? 
Let me since we're talking about them, do you think this helps David Johnson out? Fantasy wise? Or do you think it hurts him? It could help everybody I on think that Crenel, team, Yeah, honest. I don't know. I think Crennell might run the ball a bit, which might hurt. You know, I think they need to let Watson cook, that's for sure. But uh I think I think it's gonna be a positive thing for everybody, if not nearly the same. Their team's gonna play for for Romeo. I feel like they will too. I feel like no. I feel like it's not going to go downhill from here. I feel like it's either going to be what it was, or they're going to go up. Especially with the better teams that they're playing, they're not playing Pittsburghs, the Kansas Cities, the Baltimores anymore. Uh, so let's hold up. hold on or buy your Houston Texans. Was that report true about JJ Watt and and, and Bob getting into it at practice? True. Yeah, it sounds like it was in week three. Interesting. Pretty heated exchange. Um. Yeah. So, Preston Williams or Mike Gesicki, are you guys dropping either of them? No, I just traded for Gesicki, MF. <laughs> I just dropped Preston Williams in the league, to be honest oh, with right. you. Yeah, I did too. It's a 10-team it's a league, though, so. It's really disappointing, though. I don't it's know, really actually. It's what he's, what he's done compared to what he was doing last year before he got hurt. Yeah, I mean, I was a big Mike Gesicki guy coming into the year, and Fitzpatrick is doing his thing like he, he was, but – uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here with uh, with Mike Asiki. I'm talking you know what's about going on. You want to know what's going on? Well, I'm sorry. My, uh, my bold prediction is going to come true. Oh, Mr. Devonte Parker is going to be a top twelve tight or wide receiver again. Get over that twelve hundred yards. I'm telling you, it's happening. <laughs> well, what's going to happen well, if Tua comes in there? I don't know. I mean, he's doing well too, and, and it sounds like at least for another week or two, two is going. Um, I know, like on paper, 190 yards and a, and two touchdowns looks good for a tight end with four games, but he's only got three targets and one catch in the last two games. So I'm just a little worried about Kasicki. Maybe it was because they played. Yeah, actually, I don't even know where I'm going with that. I don't know why they played Jacksonville and Seattle. I'm not sure what happened. Hopefully. The next few weeks aren't as rough. Yeah, he, it better not be. Or I want Gallup back, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good one. Um, I, I think that's uh, going to cover a lot of our drops for right now. We'll have some more coming next week, that's for sure. Uh, but uh, all right, let's move on then to hmm, – let's do some buys and sells right before we do our impressed and stressed. Uh, impressed and stressed. Uh, Let's, I'll start with our buy because uh, we already knocked out my sell. But my, my big buy of this week is going to be DJ Moore. Uh, he had, had probably, I wouldn't say the worst week, but had a struggling week for, I guess, what high anticipations people might have had. But they didn't need him. Uh, they didn't need him coming into this week. And that wound up being, that wound up being the big benefactor. They were up 28-7. to 7. Uh, and he had a lot of his uh, work in the first half, had his five catches for 32 yards, but he also had the most targets on the team entering this game. So I know for how well Robbie Anderson's doing, and Robbie Anderson's the one getting the, getting the numbers, uh, he still is the one that, uh, that was seeing the most targets. And uh, I think coming up, they're playing Atlanta, uh, and they're getting a, a more favorable schedule with Teddy Bridgewater's throwing the ball a bit more. And surprising – or shocking, I guess we should say, guys. Atlanta has allowed at least four total touchdowns to every quarterback they have faced so far. Yeah, that's why um, you should start Bridgewater this this week. 
Uh, Bridgewater is a great start, but four total touchdowns. They've played Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and then the combination of Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. I mean, besides those two, they haven't really played bad quarterbacks. They haven't, but, I mean, four total touchdowns is kind of wild to come about. Um, And, you know, I know that that DJ Moore hasn't lived up to that, you know, third round that you might have been drafting him in. But uh, like I said, he's getting a higher yards per catch this year. Uh, The targets are still there. He's going to finish the year with almost 120, 130 targets. Uh, Just keep believing and buy him. I saw like a crazy stat about DJ Moore. Uh, I don't remember exactly. I think it was he's played 36 games in his career, and he's only had six targets inside the 10-yard line. Yeah, I, was, I talked about that in the offseason. He used a lot between the 20s. Um, and he was he was used a lot more in the short yardage, too. This season, this season it's a lot different. He's being targeted more downfield. He's got a higher yards per target, um, higher yards per catch. So that's why I do think the targets are going to start coming, or the touchdowns are going to start coming his way. So uh, why don't you talk about your buy, Eric? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I talked about him a little bit, uh, I think, the other week, but it's Keenan Allen. You know, I think just what he's done with Herbert in there, it, it's just it, he's clearly going to be a top 10 wide receiver by the end, by all said and done at the end of the year. Uh, I mean, he's potentially going to be a top five. I mean, he's so consistent, and Herbert loves throwing to him. Um, I just – not only that, I just – I don't think people – I don't think you have to pay the top 10 price to get him. I mean, it still seems crazy to this day. People still don't want Keenan Allen. I just don't know why. You know um, what it is? People feel like he's been in the league for so long. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he he kind of has. Like yeah. Years now. I mean, he has, but, I mean, he's such a great PPR wide receiver. Every year yeah. every year, he's in the top ten. And I don't care what everyone's – what the media is saying about Tyrod. This is the Justin Herbert show. He's – you can't sit him over Tyrod. You just can't. If they even if they're losing, I I don't see how you do it. They put Tyrod back. I'm firing my head coach. Yeah, <laughs> but so yeah, I think and it kind of goes with my sell because I think you could my sell and my buy. You can kind of work that deal, but my one sell, I'm just kind of jumping ahead here is Adam Thielen, and I think you know if you have Adam Thielen, you potentially could get Keenan Allen plus something, maybe not. I would still do it straight up, to be honest. But you, you know, like you, we said earlier, Adam Thielen is a top six wide receiver right now. It was, yeah, he's sixth. So look at that. Yeah, I don't know exactly where Keenan Allen is right now, but you know, somebody, you know, somebody else looking at it, it you know, you might be able to get Keenan Allen plus for Thielen. But yeah, I like those. I like, you want me to go? Uh, yeah, you can talk about when you're biased, Keenan. Well, we kind of mentioned him. Mine is DeAndre Swift. Um, I just feel like it's going to be his backfield eventually. Um, Adrian Peterson, 35 years old. Um, he's not as, you know, he's not the Adrian Peterson of when he, well, he played when he played in Minnesota, obviously. Um, and also, after, this, after their bye week this week, they played the Jags and the Falcons, both teams ranked in the bottom third of the league in, in running back receptions and receiving yards allowed. DeAndre Swift kind of reminds me of Miles Sanders last year where Miles Sanders had a big impact in fantasy playoffs. 
So I think DeAndre Swift can be that running back that blossoms there towards the towards the end of the season and helps you win a couple of playoff games, hopefully a championship. So if you can try to snag him, um, he's going to be cheap. Um, even if you want to, even if someone's asking a little bit, a little bit more, you might want to consider paying for it for him. Hmm. Hmm. Don't take notes. Hmm. All right. That's why was was that was that the player that you have on the one league where I try to get you to take Moss and I was trying to get you to swap switch players with me. No, no, that was Josh Kelly. No, it wasn't Kelly. It was Acres. That's what it was. Never mind. Um, almost had you. Yeah. No. So that was your buy. Um. Why don't you talk about your other buy, actually? Get that one out of the way. Well, for me, I know I've, you know, I said trade Zach Ertz and Dynasty. Um, but I think if you can get Zach Ertz still in a redraft league, um, especially because I feel like everyone's kind of scared once Goddard comes back or it's just going to be – he's going to lose that job. But I think, I think Ertz is still going to end up being a top, you know, 7 to 10 tight end. Um he saw 59 out of the 62 uh, snaps for the Eagles this past week. Um, he, 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 I don't know. I just feel like I feel like he's he's on the field a lot, and I think Wentz can trust him. And I think until everyone gets healthy at the wide receiver core for the Eagles, I think Wentz is going to count on Earth to make those plays. So I think you can buy buy low on him and um, and try to get and try try to get a a decent tight end for you. All right, I can I can see Zach Ertz there. Um, I can see Zach Ertz, especially with Goddard coming back in a couple of weeks, and and then they still don't have everybody coming back for a while. He he's going to be an impactful. Uh, mine's Lavisca Chenault. Uh, not much of a surprise. I've been talking about him for a while now, but the breakout game has not fully come yet. People, you don't want to be too late on it because it is coming. He's been getting used and used uh, more in the more in the offense uh, each week. His snap count is going up each week. Uh, you know, just last week alone, he had uh, he had five catches, had the most yards that he's had. He had a few, another rush. He's just getting the ball a lot. Like I said before the season, he's going to have potentially eighty to hundred touches, and and it's not wrong. Um, he's got sixteen catches so far. He's got nine rushes so far. Uh, and I think that they're going to keep using him the way they did, and he's going to start getting production and, and scoring out of it. So get LaVisca Chanel while he's cheap. Yeah, I like that one. Is that why you traded with me? It was a nice little added piece. You know, that's a perfect example with you, Keenan. Right now, a lot of owners have him on their bench, and seeing the 13 points, 14 points being the max isn't very sexy. So if you're looking to just – Throw him away in another piece. Try to do that. I got him as an add in. Um, what was our trade? Was it Hunt and. Uh, I, I traded you Hunt and McLaurin. Gary Terry for. Um, for Kittle and, um, and yeah. Chenault. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what it is. We, just, we threw Chenault in there, and um, I think it was a good deal on both ends. You got one more buy there, Eric? Oh, you want yeah, yeah, I got another buy and sell actually, which I was looking at it. And I think it's funny because I think you could maybe 
work out a deal with this buy and sell as well. Uh, but my buy is Antonio Gibson. Um, you know, I, there's still some, there's some people that are holding him and they, they're expecting a lot for him, but I still think there's some people out there that have him and might not fully believe in him being the uh, primary running back there in Washington or just maybe not thinking he's, you know, anything special. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think you can get him at a decent price right now that he could potentially, you know, double his value within a few weeks even. Um, and the sell that I think you could potentially make a deal deal with is Joshua Kelly. And the reason I'm selling Kelly is because there was so much hype with him to begin with, even with Austin Eckler healthy. And now Eckler's going down. People already to begin with don't really believe in Justin Jackson as it is. People might be able to be willing to spend a good chunk of change on Josh Kelly right now. And I'm not saying you can get, you know, Antonio Gibson straight up for Kelly. But maybe if you do, you know, Josh Kelly plus a little something else, a throw-in, you might be able to get Gibson for that. Um, I think that'd be a good deal. And I didn't really mention why I was selling Thielen. Um, but the reason is, like we said, he is a top six wide receiver right now. You got the emergence of Justin Jefferson on the other side. That passing offense, as it is already, isn't really, you know, there's not – a ton of of, att- of attempts going around there as it is. So sell him right now while you can, uh, while he's hot. Yeah, I agree. With, I agree wholeheartedly with selling feeling. That was going to be one of my sells. Uh, you beat me to the punch there because uh, he's wide receiver six. He's not going to stay there. Uh, he's got two games with three catches. He's had seven games out of his 10 last year with only three catches. No, I'm not a fan. Um, I talked about selling Kareem Hunt. Uh, so I'm not going to run too much uh, more into that. Uh, but I think you should sell Melvin Gordon right now. Uh, try to sell him high as best you can. Uh, he had a 43-yard touchdown run at the end of the game. You take that away, he had 22 carries for 64 yards and a touchdown, which was a good a good game, you know, sure, and about three yards a carry. I like Melvin Gordon. I was talking about him throughout the season. But the injuries this year to the Broncos uh, and the quarterback changes – is really going to hurt him. This might be one of his best games of the whole season. Um, I mean, they are going to use him. He's going to get close to 18 to 20 t- touches a game. But uh, now you have uh, Lindsey coming back too, so that might eat into it. So he might be more down to 15. But if you could trade him for like an Allen Robinson uh, or a Will Fuller, uh, even maybe Chris Carson, uh, I'm, I'm trying to do that. Um, that's for sure. Um Maybe even you know Eric's guy get a get a Josh Kelly or an Antonio Gibson plus uh, with that, but um, yeah, I'm selling Melvin Gordon. Keenan, round us out with your sells. Well, my first one's Mike Davis, just because uh, McCaffrey's coming back. You might as well try to get some for him. He's played pretty well. Well, McCaffrey was. Um, out so maybe you can contact that McCaffrey owner and see if they want to grab his handcuff and see if you can grab maybe like a like a Chenault like you like you mentioned and see if see if he hasn't put up those sexy numbers maybe someone's willing to trade him for the handcuff um for Christian McCaffrey and my other one's just Odell Beckham I'm I haven't been impressed with with him until this past week um put up pretty big numbers uh had a receiving uh touchdown thrown by Landry um, a big rushing touchdown as well. So I don't 
until he until he's able to you know keep keep it keep that uh, production consistently, I think Odell's a probably a good move to try to try to sell high and see if you can get 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 a couple pieces there for him. You don't think with Chubb being out, that might cause him to throw the ball that way even a little more. Kareem Hunt didn't have any catches or targets. I don't. I mean. Like, like, like I said, when we talked about it, um, it, when we talked about Hunt and Johnson earlier, it was a game plan that they wanted to stick together. And it, that game was so lopsided, too. I, I don't know. It was just, it was just a lopsided game. They were up big on, um, on Dallas. And I, I don't know. I, I don't, I haven't been impressed with Odell since he's joined Cleveland, really. So there's that. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I know there are a lot of people that um, have been waiting for the opportunity to get rid of Odell Beckham, and now they finally can. This is it. Yeah, this is it. Because, I mean, has he been that great for, like I said, have you been impressed with him since he's joined Cleveland? As, how many games has he had? I mean, I know he's played injured last year, supposedly, but he hasn't been to Odell when he was playing for the Giants. No, he – I mean, he, he hasn't been impressed. Uh, I mean, he hasn't impressed me, but I just – I love the talent. I love what he can do, and I just think they haven't utilized him right. And if they can start doing that like they did the, like they did the other day, I'm going to like it. Um, but, yeah, if you could sell high and you can get the right pieces, I, yeah, you can go for it. Um, one more sell? I got nothing. Uh, no, my, did you, hit my, you hit my Davis already? Yeah, I was just – yeah, just mentioned that – Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Gets back. Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's move on then to our stressed and impressed for week five. Eric, start us off with your impress. Uh, yeah, so my guys, uh, my first one is DJ Moore versus the Falcons. This one's pretty obvious. You know, the Falcons' D is pretty rough. And not only that, the Falcons' offense is pretty good, so it's most likely going to be a shootout. Um and I, you know, I just I think this is the week DJ Moore finally gets his, finally gets in the end zone, has a big game, um, and yeah, so 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 I think he's going to be a good impress. Um, another guy who's playing a weak defense, playing the Cowboys, is Darius Slayton. You know, he had the big Week One performance, and then just kind of went away after that, which is a little upsetting, but. I think he turns it around this week. They're going to have to keep up with the Cowboys, and they're going to have to throw a lot. So, you know, I, this this is the week for him. He's, he's going to have another another potential multi-touchdown week. It's going to happen. Um, and then my last guy is James Robinson versus the Texans. Uh, the Texans are, you know, pretty, uh, pretty weak versus the uh, run game right now. Um, I had the thing pulled up. Yeah, they're allowing 162 rush yards and one and a half touchdowns uh, a game right now to the running backs. Um, so I'm looking for James Robinson to eat up on that and just, you know, get over 100 yards and a touchdown again for him. So, yeah, th- that rounds out my impresses. Cam, why, uh, why don't you do yours? Um, okay, uh, so – my first one's Kenyon Drake. Uh, he's playing the Jets. Very weak defense. I know people are fed up with Drake. Um, I completely understand. He hasn't been what a first borderline first rounder should be in fantasy football. Um, 
his output hasn't been there. It's been frustrating. Everyone's, I know a couple, I've tried to trade him in a couple leagues and people are worried that he's going to lose his job for some reason. And I think all three of us were pretty impressed with what he was able to do with that Arizona um, offense. But last, last year. Um, but I think this, I think this week he's going to be able to put up some big numbers against that Jets defense. And I think after this week, you, you might want to consider selling him or try to try to do a trade there and try to sell him high. Um, my other impress is, is a wide receiver, um, Tower Lockett um, for the Seahawks. He's playing the Vikings. I mean, what a disaster in Miami uh, this past week. Uh, I think he had two receptions for 40 yards. I mean, that's not a great fantasy day, especially for what he did the week before where I where he helped me deliver a spanking there to Antonio in our one league. Um, right, Antonio? Um, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but – I think this week he's going to come back, you know, to being the tower locket that we all know. Um, and I mean, the matchup against the Vikings is great because I mean, they're not really that great defensively. So, um, so look to look for locket to impress you this week. Um, my last impress, let's see here. Um, I have Adam Thielen, I believe. Sorry. My notes are a little, yeah, I have Adam Thielen. Let's see here. Let me find my notes here on him. Sorry. My my last impress is Adam Thielen. It just – I know you guys keep saying that he's not going to – he's going to come back to – he's not going to be that impressive anymore. He's a wide receiver six right now. But, I mean, what Devontae Parker was able to do with Fitzpatrick this past week against that Seahawks defense, and I think – let me let me just say I think Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson are going to impress this week against against that Seahawks defense. That secondary is pretty beat up. Um, I know Mike Mike Zimmer treats the passing game like my dad treats his iPhone. Um, he he doesn't want to buy it, so he sticks his flip phone. Um, so, but he's gonna if 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 Mike Zimmer wants to be a head coach in this league, he's gonna have to use the passing game. And I mean Kirk Cousins isn't an awful quarterback, so let's utilize those two great wide receivers and, and try to put a hurting on the Seahawks uh, beat up secondary. And I, I also want to mention, I don't necessarily think that Thielen's not going to be impressive anymore. I just don't think he's going to keep up his top six. Um, Listen, he better. Top if my six come, come true. Yeah, man, he's not. I mean, he's got four touchdowns so far. I mean, I don't know. I, we, I've been bashing him and I'll keep bashing him. I just, I like the town. I like the guy. Just I hate the situation he's in. I think it's. Just like you hate the guy to me. I'm sorry. Sorry, um, but let me talk about my impresses. Uh, you kind of just took it out of my mouth there, Keenan. Justin Jefferson is one of my impresses. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, all four of his catches last week were 20 plus yards. They're playing Seattle, who gives up over 400 yards a week in the through the air. Uh, Justin Jefferson is, is prime candidate to get another 100-yard game. So I think he's going to do very well. My other impress is going to be Will Fuller versus Jacksonville. Uh, Will Fuller so far this year has either a touchdown or 100 yards in the three games he's played. And he played against Kansas City, Pittsburgh, and Minnesota. I think that uh, Will Fuller, if he can stay healthy – so far in those three games he has, that he's been doing well. I think uh, we talked about Houston being ready and more motivated to want to play uh, after getting rid of Bob. 
And I think Will Fuller is going to get a long touchdown this year or this week. Uh, I think it's guaranteed. Will Fuller, you need that. Are you talking about Will Fuller, right? Yeah. He's going to have that three-touchdown game once once a year. He's got to have once a year, and this this might yeah. be the week. Um, and spoiler alert, all three of my impresses, I think, are going to get a 40-plus yard touchdown this week. Oh, so far, I have Justin Jefferson. I have Will Fuller. My third one, Hollywood Brown versus Cincinnati. He's got at least six targets in each game. He almost had a touchdown Sunday, should have had a touchdown Sunday. Lamar just looked – I'm sorry, not Sunday, Thursday. Lamar looked rough, as we already talked about. Um, but I think Hollywood's going to be getting uh, – he's going to be getting that long touchdown this week uh, that he's been waiting for all season. So, Will Fuller, Justin Jefferson, Hollywood Brown are each getting over a 40-yard touchdown this week. Put it I'm on the gonna, board. I'm not going to lie. That's Those three guys are pretty solid uh... – Pretty solid trio to have your wide receivers in some DraftKings uh, tournaments. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. DFS plays, if you start all three of them right there, you can definitely load up your running backs and your quarterback. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, maybe I'll start our stresses. Ooh, actually, I do want to mention last week my impresses, though. I want to toot my horn. I said, everybody, I said last week, Joe Mixon will get rid of his touchdown uh, issue and uh, that he did with his three touchdowns. Um, I had Devontae Parker as well, who got 10 catches for 110 yards. And Alan Lazard didn't play. So I'll take that as a win. Yeah, why don't just you want... that on the back? <laughs> just wanted to, to talk about that one there. Uh, all right, let me move to my stresses. Carson Wentz this week against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's had two weeks to, permit, to prepare for Philly now that they had their, uh, their bye week last week, very impromptu. But Carson Wentz, has only done well the last few weeks uh, because of his rushing production that saved him. He's got two rushing touchdowns the last two weeks. He's not getting that against Pittsburgh, especially in Pittsburgh. I think uh, Carson Wentz is going to struggle, struggle, struggle. Um, he, he's not even a top 15 quarterback for me. Uh, I'd be starting Gardner Minshew over him. I would definitely start Ryan Tannehill over him. Uh, Baker Mayfield over him. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, where I'm at right now with him. Uh, David Montgomery against Tampa Bay. I know I like David Montgomery. I think he's going to get a shot to have 15-plus touches in this game. But Tampa Bay, I think, just allowed their first 100-yard rusher for the first time in, like, 20-plus games. Uh, they don't do it very often. They're one of the best run defenses in the league. I think Chicago's going to be behind a lot playing against Tampa Bay. I know I said they haven't allowed a touchdown yet, but I think this is the week Tom Brady will be the one to crack that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't think Dave Montgomery gets a touchdown this week. If he does, it's probably a very short, like one yard, two yarder, but, um, don't expect too much from him. Can't wait till he gets a 40 yarder. What'd you say? That I can't wait till he gets a 40 yarder. I would love it. I hope he breaks there, but I don't know. I don't see it this week. And, uh, my last stress is going to be AJ Brown against the bills coming back from his injury. Missed a few weeks. If they play. Uh, what'd you say? If they play. If they play, yeah, hoping they play. I, I think as of right now, uh, everything is looking up. But if it's not going to be him, let me give you a quick little um, a little bonus stress, and it's going to be Traquan Smith uh, for New Orleans. I, I wouldn't start him this week. Um, I don't think he's going to be – especially with – Michael Thomas potentially coming back. I'm I'm skeptical of that happening, but I think uh, Traquan Smith has been up and down, and I'd be sitting him this week. Wouldn't go want to go for the boomer bust. I like those. I like those. 
Yeah, my stresses. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I might pick them all up in my DraftKings this week and see and see how well they do. See if you're wrong. <laughs> Your money. <laughs> um, I guess I'll go with my stresses. Um, my first one is uh, Jerry Judy. Um, I think all three of us thought that this offense was going to be something, something special. We thought that Judy was going to thrive opposite Court and Sutton, but they ran some. They ran into the injury bug, and besides the one catch that he, that one touchdown uh, pass on was that Thursday night Thursday night football where he jumped over the cornerback to grab it. He really wasn't impressed after after that uh, snag. So, um, I mean, Tim Patrick on his own on his own team's kind of out out doing them. So, and they're playing the Patriots. I know they're not going to have Gilmore probably this week if if they play um, because of the whole COVID thing, but um, they still were able to shut down Patrick Mahomes for almost three quarters. Um, my next one is AJ Green. I know you guys, you know, I, I know you guys love him because of his targets and everything, but I'm slowly starting to fade on the guy. Uh, Tyler Boyd has impressed me a lot. And we, we talked about um, T Higgins, who's, you know, his work workload has increased. His target share has increased. Um, and they're playing the Baltimore Ravens. He hasn't done anything the first four weeks, and the Ravens are a really, really good defensive uh, team. So I don't see him doing much for um, for you in fantasy this week. And my last last one is going to be a tight end. Um, um, sorry, it's it's Rob Gronkowski. Um, he, I know, I know it with Howard going on IR, I know everyone's going to want to start Gronk because they're going to think this that 2012 Gronk is going to magically show up. Um, but I don't see it happening, especially against the bears who have allowed only one top 12 tight end, tight end this season. Um, so stay away from Gronk, see, see how that offense, uh, develops around, around him now that OJ Howard's gone and, and it's kind of a little concerning that Gronk said that he's a pe- he's a one blocker, and his coach said the same thing. So I don't see them using him as much as we think with OJ Howard going on IR. Yeah, I agree with you there. I I think Cameron Braid's going to be a big benefactor as well as Mike Evans and and all the other wide receivers. Eric, your stresses. I don't like them. Hey, get him, get us home. Yeah, um, they worry me too. Um, I also, since we were talking, you, you were talking about Rob Gronkowski there. I want to throw in a bonus uh, impress as well, real quick. I think Cameron Brait is going to have a good week. Um, I know you said that you know the Bears are doing good against the uh, tight ends, but surprisingly, they've allowed a touchdown to the tight end three out of the f- past four weeks. Um, so, and, and, you know, I think Brait's going to be the one that's going to be stepping up into that O.J. Howard role. He's going to get one, one, one reception for one yard and a touchdown, you're saying? No, yeah, maybe. But, hey, if you get a touchdown out of your tight end, you're happy. Yeah. And, um, but, yeah, so I just want to throw that out there. I'm going to be throwing him in some uh, DFS lineups as my tight end because he's going to be nice and cheap. As Antonio would say, it's your money. Yeah. <laughs> your money, man. All right, you watch. But um, yeah, my stresses uh, to match Antonio's Carson Wentz, I'm going with Miles Sanders. 
I just think it's going to be a rough game all around for them. It's, you know, it's my running back. Yeah, I have him too, but it's it's going to be worse. I don't think he's going to do terrible, but I'm I not. Like they play, put him at wide receiver at this point. Yeah, they might as well. They need to put somebody the, there. The way, the way to use him. So, so frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just tough because the offensive line is horrible. I mean, they've had the injuries, so. I mean, they're, they're going to shut down the pass game, and I think they're going to be able to stack the box and. I just I don't. It's gonna to be tough for the Eagles. Yeah. Um, and another another stress of mine is Terry McLaurin going up against the Rams. Back off my boy. Um, hey, I mean he he's going up against a great defense. He's he's got a new quarterback throwing to him. Kyle Allen, you know MVP over there. So that's Best a quarterback. Bit worrisome for me. <laughs> how long till Alex Smith? Not to go. Not to cut you off. How long till Alex Smith is a the quarterback there? Two weeks. A quarter of football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he's healthy, I I don't think it's gonna be longer than they named him the week. they named him the backup. Yeah, I, I think. Surprising. Yeah, I think I think I think he'll be there, um, first string in a couple weeks. Yeah, uh, but then my last stress is Baker Mayfield. Um, you know the Colts overall are a little bit rough of a team, but they're actually they're number one against quarterbacks, uh, defensively. Uh, right now, so you know, I know I know the Cleveland Browns have been looking good, um, but yeah, I, I just think it's, it's going to be a little bit tougher of a week for him. Again, I'm not looking for him to do terrible, but I'm just I'm not really looking for him to do anything special this week. All right, that'll do it for our stressed and impressed. Do you guys have any trades that you do want to talk about this week? I was just about to mention that. Anyone? I know I made a lot of trades. I think we, you and I talked about most of ours. Yeah, we did. Well, let's um, let's move on then to uh, the Mafia market. And I did uh, some mixing up of my lineups this week where I uh, I traded for Joe Mixon. I traded a Austin Eckler for Joe Mixon on Sunday. Yeah, we're, we're, would you have a crystal ball shoved up your butt? <laughs> Uh, that wound up being a pretty beneficial trade for me. I'll bet how how mad was Clint after that? Uh, you know, I don't. Uh, Did you talk to him? No, surprisingly, he didn't say anything to me. I think he just understands it's the way the cookie crumbles. But um, <laughs> it crumbled, all right. <laughs> it definitely crumbled. As obviously, we don't wish injury upon anybody. But you know, I, I did happen to trade away Kareem Hunt in a few leagues, so. Now to kind of uh, make it full circle. So let me talk to you earlier. I traded uh, Kareem Hunt and Terry McLaurin to Keenan for George Kittle and LaVisca Chenault. And then George Kittle had his week. So, I mean, I didn't have too bad of a, of a trade week. Aren't you 0-4 um, in that one league? What would you say? Aren't you 0-4 in that one league? And didn't I just beat you in that same league that we made that trade? Yeah, I'm somehow 0-4 and I have – that's one of my, my best lineups out of all my teams. It's kind of crazy. Um, and then you and I traded uh, last week. Uh, I traded – you traded me, Joe Mixon, and Jerry Judy, and I gave you James Robinson and Terry McLaurin. I, th- I mean, I think I think all the trades have worked out perfect to be for both of us. Yeah. I don't think – I don't think – It's I don't been think good. I'm, I'm currently working in a possible Joe Mixon for A.J. Brown trade right now just to keep getting me some Mixon. So uh, you can't tell people I want some Joe Mixon. 
when, um, when, when he goes down, make sure we get him a box of Kleenex, guys. That's not fair. That's not fair at all. No, but seriously, like that's – you know, I talked last week of be confident with your rosters. I got Mixon in, in some other leagues, didn't get him in enough. I grabbed Chenault in some leagues. I drafted Miles Sanders, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin in a lot of these leagues. Now these guys are having some slow starts, but now they're picking it up. Yeah, am I one and three, two and two in a lot of leagues? I am, but every week is a new week. Yes. So I'm very confident in my roster and confident in the players I've selected. I'm streaming my quarterbacks or streaming my tight ends, and that's working out just fine. Uh, but, yeah, that's, it's just another thing. Just keep confident in what you're doing. If you have players that have reasons that are why they're not producing or they have a lot of touches and they're just not scoring like your Josh Jacobs, uh, you know, which I don't even think that I mentioned now that we're saying this. I might have before, but Josh Jacobs has – 33.9 PPR points in his first game with three touchdowns. Since then, he's got 28 points and no touchdowns. So he is a prime example of someone I drafted in leagues that I know is going to get himself back in order. Um, and if not, you know, try to trade him for somebody else that you feel comfortable with. Can be bouncing back. Yeah. And in last note, last thing before we let everyone go is I know it can be frustrating trying to work the phones, um, especially in redraft leagues. I, Everyone thinks you're trying to, you know, rip, rip them off, but keep, keep working the phones. Um, I know, I know I have a handful of people that I always just go to. And then there's a handful of people that I don't even bother with. Um, if there's a GM that's scared to make a trade, don't waste your time. Um, but keep working the phones and see if you could work out a deal to try to make that roster better. Two for yeah, like you. Two for ones. That's that's the way to do it. You know? I love two for ones. If you two can upgrade, I mean, that's that's why I traded Kittle. I mean, I did throw in Chanel in in that in that deal with you, but I mean, I you can't pass pass out. You know, getting a, a running back that like in Kareem Hunt, who's been putting up twelve plus points, fantasy wise, when you only have one starting running back, and then you you're getting also a, another good good piece in 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 Scary Terry, what I like to call him. Um, and, and you had Chubb on that team. So. And I had that team. Yeah, it worked. Out, it worked out for me. Thank God. Um, you know, I did that trade because I'd be, I would have charged you a lot more. <laughs> 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 That's for sure. But um, yeah, two for ones. I mean, even if you have to throw in a piece, I, I know, I know, it sucks getting rid of a a rookie like you know Chanel who might have that breakout game like we talked about. But every new every week's a new week. But in but fantasy football is a short, short season. I mean, we're already on week five. And if you're 0-4, 1-3, you got to make those moves. But, but, yeah, so keep keep working the phones. I know it can be frustrating. I know it gets frustrating for me. Eric, we had our closing thoughts. How about you have any for you or are you checking out this week? You good? Looks tired. I said it all. Fired. <laughs> yeah, we, we talked a lot today. We talked a lot. I uh, got a lot of football in. Um, but no, it was good stuff. It was definitely good stuff. So that is going to wrap it up uh, for us this week. Uh, as we said earlier, make sure to check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. You can follow me at Antonio Denisi FF. You can follow Keenan at Keenan underscore 716. You can follow Eric at Eric D underscore FF. Make sure to check us out on YouTube and subscribe there. Uh, we are getting an episode out every single week. I haven't fully set one yet for you folks. Um, it just kind of changes with uh, with all three of our schedules, but we're hoping to get something set as we move along. 
Uh, make sure to check out our website, uh, DynastyMafiaPodcast.network. We have articles, rankings. Uh, we have a submit a questions uh, spot for you. And uh, make sure to send your lineups in. Uh, we'll answer any questions and help you submit those. Uh, but thanks again for listening this week. Good luck for your week fives. If you have any questions, just let us know. And uh, until then, Keen and Eric, Mafia out. <laughs>